0: The average guy. That's the name. The average guy. Well, first of all, don't, don't <laughs> overestimate the value. of. Uh, you can't overestimate the value of average. Oh, you're right. Average is a very good thing to be. I am very average. In, in what regard? Welcome back to the show, everybody. Mm, that was convenient. Yeah. This is the number one financial literacy podcast in the world. This is The Higher Standard.
1: Hello, hello, Eldun. Say hi to everybody. He's back. Back-to-back episodes for him. Two times in a row. Yeah. Wow, look at that,
2: guys. Look at that. I'm back.
1: Funny story. Oh, uh,
0: <laughs> <Wait. laughs> Chris's funny story is never that funny. No, no, no. <laughs> so we've now pivoted. And for those of you listening to episode 161, it cut off the intro and the outro a little bit to the new music. And that's my fault because I'm still trying to figure out uh, the audio editing platform. But in my first run through where I'm trying to listen to the audio and edit... I keep hearing these fucking crunchy sounds. You're like, <laughs> like, wait a minute, what is that? Crunch, crunch. We were in the studio doing the show. Yeah, we didn't hear any of that. We didn't hear any of that. So then I isolate all the channels because the way this audio comes out is site has a separate channel. Aruna has a separate channel. I have one. The, the, the uh, TV screen we're looking at has one, which was all the audio clips that you hear us play from time to time. Mm-hmm. And I can isolate each one of them or I can enhance them if we need to or remove certain things that happen. Right. Well, the last one apparently somehow, miraculously, Arun's chip eating and his <laughs> coughing made the final audio clip. You know,
1: I was wondering what happened all t- to all the bags of chips. Now we know. Now I Saeed,
2: didn't. you didn't hear anything.
1: I didn't. Yeah, Not during the here. show, no. I did, I'm saying, but when I come out after each episode and I go to reach for a bag of chips, I'm like, hey, nothing left. What the fuck
2: happened? That's what happens. You guys put a fat boy back there. Oh.
0: I cannot acknowledge yeah I did not call you that. I can only say if that's what makes you feel better about you, yeah. then that's okay.
1: And speaking of which, we have an update on a review that we will get into at the tail end of the show
0: the uh, backside end of the show.
1: Right. Right. The rear side. If you, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
0: I see what you're alluding to, and again, I cannot acknowledge it.
1: Okay. yeah. I like the energy, though, so yeah, good job. Oh, yeah, uh, I mean, is yeah let's little, go. Yeah, so you came
0: in hot today. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. I mean, <laughs> very rare form. Welcome uh, back. Thanks, it's man. It's been a long time. Appreciate it. So, Ram, before we kick off the, hey, what we're, we're going to talk about in the show thing, I, I just thought, you know, maybe just a,
1: a physical health update. What's going on? Why are you limping? Oh, yeah, so a little backstory here. We get out of the car, headed to the studio, Odun decides to pull out a crutch. I didn't know. I didn't, Dude, I saw him yesterday. He was limping yesterday, but no crutch. No, cr- Yeah, and then right now, I was in the car with him. I didn't know. We, we get out of the car, he takes a crutch out, and he crutches his way over to the studio. I was like, what <laughs> the fuck happened? We're, we drive 30 minutes over here. You Not know, a word about it? No heads up? Yeah. Nothing?
2: Yeah, so basically, I've had gout attacks in the past. It might be a gout attack. Not 100% sure about that yet. Um, I had a follow-up with my podiatrist on friday and they removed another piece of the ingrown toenail so i'm not sure if it's a reaction to the medication they gave me on Mm. friday or if it is a gout attack not sure yet but i get my labs this thursday so i I
0: refuse to believe someone of your age and relatively decent health i mean i, I can't imagine well there's gotta it can't be gout really there's
1: definitely there's definitely some uh, hereditary component to this i mean my dad has gout no but uh, my Is mother it as bad as mine my mother-in-law has no no, it's okay. not. Yeah, no my mother-in-law has a pretty severe case of rheumatoid arthritis his mother-in-law
0: my mom yeah his mom what okay yeah i mean you mean awkward
1: well i mean she's my mom
0: yeah, but he had to clarify that's also. Yeah,
1: why did he have to clarify? It's understood that he's my brother in law. You said mother in law, and then he said. Well, just in his case mom. that the audience, someone knew,
2: haven't yeah, been listening.
1: That's true. So she's got a pr- pretty severe case of rheumatoid arthritis. So I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's hereditary. And I'm extremely flat footed. Well, oh, no, your mom's also flat footed. I didn't know.
0: Yeah. I did not know that either. Mm. Well, I'll tell you this much, man. I've been on that peptide, VPC 157. I told you guys before the show.
1: God damn, you memorized that shit. That's that's a whole lot. Dude, I've
0: Googled the hell out of it. I spent a lot of time researching it. Yeah. They did a study in lab rats, and I don't know how accurate this is, but I mean, it seemed like a pretty sound study from a very Mm -hmm. uh, well-known college, basically saying that they were causing damage to lab rats' necks, Mm -hmm. their spinal cord. Right. And the ones they gave BPC-157 to immediately afterward showed no signs of damage weeks later. Wow. While the ones who didn't get it showed signs of damage up to a year later.
1: Damn. So is this going like, to turn you into Splinter?
0: <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle reference. I got, I got what you're putting out.
1: I mean, that was your time.
0: Yeah, I, it was my time. Yeah, that's actually how I got third-degree burns on my hand and my leg. So thank you for bringing back a bad time. Wow!
1: My <laughs> Come on, yeah. How am I supposed to know that? Because
0: I've told you the story before. Or yeah. do you just choose not to remember? You that didn't story? say it
1: had anything to do with the Ninja Turtles, dude. I was turtles, watching dude.
0: Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles when the smoke alarm. My right, favorite
1: off. Ninja Turtle. This this explain this will explain a lot. Go, Leonardo. Leonardo. Hands down, bro. Come on, man. Stop. Stop, oh, dude. Michelangelo. Yeah, that's, baby, that's Michelangelo all the way. That's an obvious call. You know, honestly, to be honest with you, whatever he said, I was going to team up against you. <laughs> really? I thought you were going to say Raphael. I am a Raphael guy. Yeah, yeah. the villain. Yeah, he's the
0: villain. <laughs> that one sold itself. Yeah. There you go. He didn't have to try. We all knew. <laughs> we, we, we knew who your favorite was. <laughs> all right. Uh, so this week's show, we're going to talk about how some economists see a U.S. recession odds going lower and lower. Mm. In some cases, 50% or less, according to a new survey. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk a little bit about credit cards and American Express because you know how much I love them. Insert your favorite joke here, Saeed. <laughs> why? I'm not going to. So I'm going to take away your thunder. What do you mean? I'm going to use the black card references proactively so you can't attack me with them. The
1: MasterCard one?
0: Yeah. The MasterCard black? Exactly. Got it. All right. Then we're going to talk about a little article that says, Bame, blame the Fed. Mm-hmm. Tesla offers 84 month financing on vehicles. And why that might be a bad idea. Uh, yeah, not, not so good. No, (laughs) no. (laughs) And if there's time, we'll talk a little bit about JP Morgan, hedge funds, the IRS, and maybe a tiny wee tiny
1: bit about how Threads' user engagement has fallen off a cliff. I mean, it's out of control. 90% off when they launched. Oh, when I read this, it was 70%. Damn. Yeah, 90% is the number that I read recently. Wow. All right. So, uh, this from a Bloomberg article... Economists see US recession odds at 50% or less in a new survey. So if you remember correctly, there was a survey that was conducted that we looked into several months back where 70% of the economists polled had predicted a hundred percent chance at a recession. Well, that number has now dropped down to uh looks like seventy percent of the economists polled are now predicting fifty percent of recession or less percent chance of a recession or less
0: yeah you made that very complicated
1: i know so it is it is a little con- complicated so basically what they're saying is the pessimism has lessened okay See, but
0: this is what bothers me so again on the last show i think it was I, we talked about how mm-hmm. i hated the surveys that
1: Oh, respect oh god respect. the disrespect
0: <laughs> come on man you love that shit. <laughs> <laughs> if it were a beer but you've got gout how do you know it's not a beer? It's not a beer because a, a beer, a beer makes a specifically different crack open sound. As a connoisseur, I can tell you that was clearly a soda open. It's a monster. Yeah, that's a soda, bro. I was saying, yeah. we
1: bored him already. Right. Yeah, Needed yeah. a monster. Besides,
0: so and as a constant monster drinker, right. I, know what, I, I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know. <laughs>
1: so go ahead, you were saying?
0: Yeah, so I don't like anything that's a survey because surveys are really sentiment driven. Like there's one, for example, the. Uh, uh, realtors survey, the homebuilders survey, mm-hmm. the mortgage brokers survey, right? But this
1: one in particular surveys chief economists at U.S. companies.
0: Yeah. So what? I mean, it's so like a CFO survey. You, this thing can. This is it's not I based mean, on data. It's it's their their
1: sentiment. Well, guess what? Right.
0: People's sentiment changes all the time, well, it's take, not
1: necessarily based in fact. Well, you're taking away all the thunder, right? Because I'm, you and I are clearly against this. Yeah, I it, I think this sucks. this is this is completely wrong. The the metrics that these economists are looking at are they're looking at the strong labor market, right? I mean, come on, man. We know this job reports is phony, phony BS. Uh, they're looking at headline inflation coming down month over month. It's like, well, hold on. The Fed has said we don't care about headline inflation. We like core inflation. Headline inflation is at
0: two point nine seven percent. The target range is two to three percent.
1: Yeah, but. When you look at the preferred metric of core inflation, it's at 4.6%. Yeah, which, all right,
0: cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, right, so now, cool. now we're just going to be like, all right, no recession. See, first of all, I got two pet peeves. Number one mm-hmm. is people trying to predict recessions at this point. Mm-hmm. Stop. We're mm-hmm. going to have a recession. Prosperous right. economy, recessionary economy, prosperous economy, recessionary economy. It's that simple. Right. It's not rocket science. Right. That's what happens. And if you don't have prosperous economy recessionary economy mm-hmm. here's what you have all the things that come with the prosperous economy start to kick you right in the ding ding right okay. in the ding ding. your home values go up inflation goes up all these things continue and if you think oh it's okay chris you can have gdp growth of two percent a year and you can have this prosperous economy in perpetuity it's like shangri la mm-hmm. it's perfect <laughs> We're just going to grow. I would say, look at wages, kids. They're not growing like that. Right. They haven't grown like that, going all the way back to the 1920s till now. Mm-hmm. Wage growth has nowhere near matched home value growth. Right. There, there is an inflection point where it just doesn't make sense anymore. And I don't want to be the bearer of bad news to anybody who's like an optimistic person. I kind of feel like you who are. Wants, shut up. Who wants the rosary, <laughs> rosary perspective. Here's the reality. We are at that inflection point. Homes are not affordable in most large, major, major metropolitan areas.
1: Mm-hmm. They're not. It's true. True. So I, I'm, I don't feel, I don't I'm feel trying to, empathy from you So right listen, now. I'm practicing this new thing. We, every time we go home, Odin's been telling me, like, listen, you, you chime in too much. Like, when Chris is going, so I do a lot of, uh-huh, yeah? He's like, you need to cut that shit out.
0: No, we had that conversation at the house. I was like, "Room, we've got to find a way to shut him up. <laughs> So let's get inside his head already, and tell him some shit that, that isn't real. I'm
1: already not talking enough.
0: <laughs> I disagreed with him for the record. I was like, no, 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 he should be talking. I want him to add input. And he's like, yeah, but he keeps saying, uh huh. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, a
2: difference between input and uh huh.
0: Yeah. Right? Okay. Right. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Right. Well, I'm, I'm I gotta be up. honest. The room when you say it, it kind of sounds sexy. I'm, I'm I gonna, say with my chest. Yeah, he, he's got some deep chesticles going on. <laughs> chesticles. Yeah, you. congestion you sound, and mucus. Bro. Yeah, it is. Yeah, well, I I <laughs> I wouldn't know that if it weren't for the last show that I edited where I heard you clearing your congestion every twenty seconds. Supposedly, saying so I didn't hear it, man. No, no, I got mm. the audio still. I kept it.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm gonna
0: make a whole like coughing
1: rap like remix for you. <laughs> Unreal. And they're also saying that due to uh, improved... Improved profit margins that's another reason why so you know earnings this week big week this upcoming week Mm -hmm. right last week was a big week this week this week is i believe is big tech big tech is out and they they've been out out beating the market by like a landslide oh they're beating out the market oh oh, beating expectations yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah. yeah. i think yeah that's true and i look that's the problem is Mm -hmm. so again as a recap for those of you who are newer to the show One of the things that publicly traded companies get is they get usually analysts assigned to them. And the analysts are Mm a subject matter expert in the sector whose job it is to follow four or five similarly situated companies in the sector. Right. They are following the company as frequently as they can to make sure that they can track and then predict how they're going to perform moving forward. Mm -hmm. They're going to review and, as an analyst, conduct their due diligence Mm -hmm. and figure out what the targets should be on things like earnings per share, their earnings, right? Right. So they'll come up with a number and all the analysts together will take an average of that that number that they've all put forth for things like earnings. And that's your consensus targets. So the people in the tech sector who have these analysts who cover them, they have a consensus. That consensus is usually what people expect you to hit. Well, they're beating those numbers that even the analysts thought they were going to get to. Right. Uh, And there's some interesting things that are going on. Now, obviously, media and television, they're going to have some pretty strong pivots given the things that we're seeing in like the strikes and the SAG-AFTRA thing. So there's a whole lot going on there. There's other sectors that are impacted. But look, recession or not, we need to prepare for what comes next. We've seen the news cycle hit banking. Okay, We've seen the news cycle hit tech. We've seen both industries start to show signs, at least in part, of recovery. If that's it and there is no recession then I would say I'm more concerned about the ramifications of a prolonged period of prosperous economic times like we've never seen before than I am about going through a recession and fixing things a little bit. Because if home values don't come down, and I keep using home values, but, and wages don't match the cost of living, we have an inequity that only gets worse with time. And one of the things you classically hear about in conspiracy theory circles is we're going to wipe out the middle class. There's only going to be lower class and upper class, right? That's what's going to happen. And this is not a conspiracy theorist position. I'm just that's just what happens when you have a middle class of individuals coming up that can't afford to buy a home. The home for most people is their single largest source of wealth or their asset, their single largest asset. Even though we say your home is not an investment, it's it's where you live. It's for, you buy it for utility. Mm-hmm. It is the single largest source of most people's net worth.
1: Absolutely, yeah.
0: If most people can't get into that. Yeah, what do they do? That means their worth over time will actually degrade instead of improve because they're not really building up assets they can they're, afford.
1: Exactly. And I don't even know the exact statistic. Maybe, Arun, you can look this up right now. I know, I know that it's shockingly high, but there's a greater portion of the population that doesn't invest in, the, in any market at all. You know, They just sit you in know. cash, and, that, and that's the sad part. So if, like you said, they don't get into their house. It's not like they're just going to jump into the stock market tomorrow.
0: And that was a great thing that we saw, and I think it was – last episode where, where the gentleman we heard talking about it was like, most people don't own assets.
1: Yeah. The CEO of Apollo. Yeah.
0: There you go. Apollo CEO. And that's, that's absolutely accurate. As much as we talk about these things, what does it say here? It says
1: 42% of Americans don't own stocks. Here's why that's a problem. So there you
0: go. So, and that, that's the point uh, of Apollo CEO that was trying to make was, so the market goes up and down for stock prices. The market goes up and down for real estate prices. If the majority of Americans, or in this case, 42% of Americans have no stock, they're not impacted by these inflections up or down. True. They're not impacted by it. it, it it's not, I mean, it, at most, they have a 401k. Right. It, it, it's stunning when you start thinking about how some of these things don't make Americans feel impacted.
1: Right. And this is, and this is um, I think, a, a common misconception, one that I probably felt, uh, felt guilty of, um, not too long ago myself, if I ever heard the term recession, I would naturally think, oh, the markets are also doing bad. Right. So there's, it's like conflicting messages going around. Right. You're hearing reflection is a recession is looming. A refreshing. A refreshing. Yeah. no, A recession is looming. It's right around the corner. You know, there's an inverted yield curve. Watch out. Watch out. However, you got Meta 136 percent up year to date. You got Microsoft up 44 percent year to date. Mm-hmm. You got Alphabet up 35% year-to-date, S&P 500 overall up 19%. So you're like, okay, where is this recession y'all are talking about?
0: Well, a classic example I give to most people, and I think I, you know this. I've told this story on a previous show. When you walk downstairs to get to the, the first floor of my house, in the hallway is... So many floors, so hard it's a 1180 foot square foot town oh room. come okay. on let me have that i don't live in a palazzo like you in a ruin out there okay for him walking is a problem because he can't get up in a and three down story
2: house huh you live in a three-story house I don't yeah three it's
0: garage house. which serves like microwave the rest of the house because the heat just radiates up from the one car that's in there considering i can't even fit two cars in my garage like <laughs> you guys who ball so hard you guys got two cars two car garages and a driveway <laughs> bro, I can't even afford a driveway. <laughs> yeah, we still
2: don't park in the garage. Yeah, yeah.
0: You guys choose not to park in your garage because that's how much space you have. Yeah. I don't get a choice, bro. Ain't no, there's no driveway in my house.
1: Yeah. What are you gonna do? Are you, are you gonna have a garage gym a, at your future house, or are you gonna have like a whole like west wing? What future house? I'm poor. Come on, bro. I know you. You're saving up. You're ready to ball out. No, that's on, not true. On the house,
0: I am. I am not saving up. <laughs> I am not ready to, what is, it, what is the phrase you used, ball out? Yeah, ball out. I would like to ball in. <laughs> I would not like to ball out. <laughs> He's loud. I can hear him laughing like outside. Like some No, man, this is not the time to buy. I know people are looking for it. it I've always said it, and I, I'm a firm believer on the show. It, it's about utility.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We do not have the absolute need right now. At some point in time, yes, I want to buy a big-ass house. I want to get a cold plunge. I want to be the asshole on social media who shows you guys that I'm cold plunging every single morning just to say that I'm better than you without saying that I'm better than you.
1: (laughs) I hate those assholes.
0: Ah, the dopamine in my cold plunge. Ooh. (laughs) You guys want to hear about my 15-step morning routine? Yeah. (laughs) I go back and forth in the cold plunge in the sauna because I know that I'm better than you every time I do it. But then how do you fit in the infrared? Huh? What about the infrared? Oh, bro. I got one of the snazzy infrared red light saunas uh-huh. in my future home not now <laughs> right <laughs> so and it's you know and that's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna spend an hour and a half in the morning making content of me being better than you
1: mm-hmm.
0: i'm looking forward to those days yeah. but, but until then i do what everybody else does i go to the gym and sit in a normal ass sauna and I, I can't afford a cold plunge so i just don't do it yeah and i'll be honest with you I, there's nothing sexy about a cold plunge and you know everybody's trying to make it sexy i know it's going to happen five years from now they're gonna be like remember that that, that cold plunge trend? God damn. Where we all thought it was going to give us like these great dopamine hits, right? Instead, we all just got frostbite.
1: You know, you know. Right now, that that trend is like intermittent fasting. People talking about remember how everyone thought oh, intermittent. Everybody thought everybody, intermittent yeah, oh, yeah. Everybody. Oh, this is fasting it. This is the is key. It, the key? Yeah. 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 You're burning fat all morning long, yeah. all through the night. Yeah. No, man.
0: Let me give you a classic example why all this is bullshit. Okay. <laughs> okay. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sylvester Stallone. Okay. Yeah. Got jacked as shit. Yeah. Sure, they were enhanced. But there were plenty of bodybuilders going all the way back to the golden era of bodybuilding. None of them had a cold plunge, bro. Yeah, exactly. There's not one article I've ever read about. Oh my god. Right. You know, uh, Flex Lewis had a cold plunge. That was the key. You know, yeah. like, there,
1: none of that. Flex Lewis. That was a flex on your part.
0: Hey, bro. I'm, Come I'm, on, man. Golden era, brother. <laughs> what are you about this? Yeah. Lou Ferrigno. Yeah, Lou Ferrigno, runner-up. One of the G's. Number, all right. So number two, walking downstairs to the third story of my mm-hmm. very meager, small home, mm-hmm. my accommodations. I have on the wall a, the New York Times from October 29th, and I'm sorry, October 30th, 1929, which is the day after the Great Depression, October 29th, 1929, when the stock market took a dive. The reason why I have that is because I always thought the optimism present in that particular front page was so incredibly telling about the human condition, right? We as humans want to believe in the positivity in the turnaround we love the sensation of the negative but we don't want to see it every day because then it becomes too much right this is why the news headlines will be negative 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 oh my god oh my god oh my god and then it's like oh my god i'm so tired of seeing it people want that spin they want that happy ending if you will to, so they can go to work and they can function which is why i think people love police chases but that's all different conversation. The, the, the news in that, the day after the single greatest recessionary event, depressionary event, frankly, in, in U S modern U.S. history, was all about the rallying of the stock market. The positivity in the market, the upflows, the trend upward, things rallying back. So if you think a recession or a depression means the stock market absolutely sinks and goes to zero, and that's just the way that it is, I would say that's probably a very narrow view of a greater period of a longer period of time, mm-hmm. known as these things, mm-hmm. recessions, depressions. They're prolongated. even the shorter ones are, you know, about a year. Right. You know, so you got you have to take this with a grain of salt. The market activity going up or
1: down that happens, mm-hmm. even in bad times. Right. And someone who shares this sentiment of ours is a gentleman by the name of marco kolonovic so this from an article from bloomberg JP morgan's kolonovic sticks to stock sell-off call even as market defies gloom so referencing back you know all the positive earnings that we've been seeing um he's been he came out and said I, we at jp morgan here, we still believe that it's still probably the right time to sell off they still protect the downturn even though he was one of the ones i think a year ago that was very optimistic this time around so they've they've reversed course and um, he thinks that there's a, there's a huge concentration in the S and P 500 right now. I would agree with that. Yeah,
0: I think that's true. Yeah, um, and I think some people are calling that, it, saying that it's indicative of a bubble, right? And I, I do, I do believe that's true. When you look at how the space has kind of grown over time, and the rise of values, and how resilient it's been in the economy, mm-hmm. I think there's a, a fair position that. The S P five hundred is indicated is an indicator of a bigger problem.
1: Yeah, and he goes And the
0: Nasdaq in general for that matter.
1: Right. So this from the article, from his perspective, this year's advance is a result of mechanical re risking amid low volatility and hype around artificial intelligence that stoked gains in big technology stocks. So like there's this joke going around or like venture capitalists, right? Mm-hmm. That say just throw AI in your startup and you gain Ten, tens of millions of dollars. That's not a joke. It's real. Tens of millions of dollars in valuation. Oh, we're going to use AI to do everything. No, it's real. Yeah.
0: I'm, I'm telling you, I will tell you, i will lay out the next Theranos that you're going to hear about. Oh, okay. I'm going to lay it out for you right now, okay? Let's do it. So for those of you driving, don't close your eyes. For those of you who are not driving, close your eyes. Let's imagine together. And okay? remember the disclaimer. Remember the disclaimer of the show, which is in the show notes now because we took it off the
1: intro because let's be honest. You guys are assholes and didn't like hearing me say it. Yeah. So all of you that refrained from leaving us, leaving us an honest five star review. Yeah. Now is your time. We took it off for you. Yeah. We heard you. Yeah. We're listening. Now go on Apple or Spotify. Leave us an honest five star review. We saved at least five minutes of your day every single time you. Yeah. Because you know show. you're skipping, 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 and then you overskipped, and then you got to go back. Not anymore. We fixed that. Yeah. You're welcome. Hashtag blessed. You're welcome. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly. We're so giving. <laughs> for the best. The best. Yeah. Yeah. ruin, maybe not so much. He's the best.
0: Just you know, when he's on mute and not coughing <laughs> and not eating. Bro, it took me like six hours to edit that audio. You <laughs> he were was, he was snacking the whole show. Next, it wasn't next, even like one. I
2: be eating corn nuts. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: so many jokes there. Yeah, there's a lot. And the sad part is, we actually have a crate of corn nuts back there. That he brought in. Is it he who brought them in? He brought them in. That makes. So sense. I
2: keep buying snacks for everyone. You aren't
1: you, you do. Anything. Look, I love you, man, but I got to be honest. My problem is that I eat them. I boycotted corn nuts when I was, I think, in third grade when it cracked one of my teeth and I never had another one again. I'll, although I'll say I do remember enjoying them thoroughly. Corn nuts were the shit, especially the ranch flavor.
0: They remind me of Doritos. I haven't had corn nuts in a long time. I don't know. Really? Oh, don't, don't. Dude. You're going to crack your tooth. You're going to need an implant. No. I already have an implant from a cracked tooth. <laughs> then that's not for you. You know what did it? Huh? Grape nut cereal. <laughs> I shit you not. Grape nut
1: cereal? I bit into one. It was super hard. Cracked a tooth. I'm telling you, this is like 10 times harder than any grape nut cereal. It's the worst.
0: I don't really like to compare hard things in my mouth.
1: Hard nuts in your mouth?
0: I don't like to compare that at all. Got it. I don't blame you. Yeah. I don't, I don't relive the trauma that I've experienced.
1: Understandably so.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'd have oral surgery afterward. I had an infection. Yeah. Oral surgery. Oral surgery. They had to cut the gums. They eventually had to pull it out because the crack was also down to the root. Mm. Pulled the thing out. It's very sexy. Damn. I'd have a, you know, basically like a prosthetic tooth thing in for like a while. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was not attractive. A temporary. Yeah. And every time I smile, I look like a hobo. <laughs>
1: I mean, some things. <laughs> yeah, was just, you know, the
0: beard didn't help. <laughs> so. <laughs> All right. Shall we jump over to American Express earnings? Show the record spending? Oh no, yeah. Let's do no, it. you were talking about the, the new Theranos. Oh, yeah, shit. My bad. Yeah, see, that's why he's here. That, he's the best. The smart Dude,
2: everyone was on their seats right now waiting to hear.
0: Really? Yeah, good job,
2: Odin. Yeah, well, good well, I did. I would
0: totally forgot.
1: I'm not going to lie to you. I was sitting here trying to think, how am I going to bring it back? I don't remember. You didn't remember either. I don't <laughs> yeah. Remember. <laughs> All
0: right. So here's the idea, right? There's going to be a company, and it's going to get a lot of attention for its use in AI in some way, shape, or form. And I have a feeling it's going to be like creation of websites or creation of something, not necessarily like one of the AI voice component things. It's going to be, we're going to use AI to create something and turn it back to you as a deliverable, Mm. right? But the the truth will come out that it's not AI. It's basically a bunch of people in India delivering a product and there is no algorithm. Because think about it right now. Unless you've used something like ChatGPT where you've typed it in and seen responses and you've seen how fast it responds, there's no way you would actually know if it's AI when it's responding to you and turning around a deliverable. Mm -hmm. remember the one that we use for there's one called opus for clips that we've used for oh yes you actually type in a link for like youtube and then it will literally spit back you know maybe 30 minutes 45 minutes later 12 clips for you to consider and then you can modify and edit right that could very well be one individual back there doing that no but it turned that that turned it around pretty quick right it did what i'm saying is is there's probably going to be somebody manipulating AI to get a false valuation mm-hmm. like Theranos.
1: Right. I think, for the most part, people who use AI are going to expect some type of quick turnaround time. That's, that's, the, that's the draw, right? Is a quick turnaround for something really complex. Well,
0: yeah, it's also laziness. Like, I was looking today, because we get to draw show notes up. Mm-hmm. I looked at all the websites. There's, there's entirely... It's crazy. So I found one today, and Rune, I don't know if you've seen this before. When you were doing the research for the show, you type in like a URL or like a link to like Spotify or to a video podcast on YouTube. Okay. It'll turn around your show notes. It'll give you a transcription of the entire show for SEO that you can push to a blog. It'll give you a blog post. It'll give you sample clips to play for like a social media. I mean, it's this whole package. It's like a hundred bucks a month. Decipher uh no i think it was a different name but it was very similar to decipher yeah. i saw that one too mm. and it just gives you like this whole suite of products and i'm seeing you thinking like i get it it's, it's a huge savings of time but it's also very inorganic feeling
1: that's in some and that's the thing like you can clearly tell because when i'm editing the shorts that i've i've been starting to work on right the, the short the i've done two and the, the one <laughs> i'm producing tomorrow is gonna be number three <laughs> And mine fucking have been mine. See, see, oh, called you fucking hater. Oh, you <laughs> man, that's you. I'll say that's this over here, hustling. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying this. The shorts that I've produced so far have been better than any of the ones that we've had out yet. Okay, hold on a second, there, chief. Number one,
0: mm. you've produced three, and all three of them have increasingly gotten better. Yeah, but in aggregate, that is less than three minutes of total video you produced. But
1: you, while ruin is producing hours at a time. I'm not going to lie, it's taking me a long time to make these things because we I've, know. We know. Because I'm saying, on average, for the one minute clip, mm-hmm. it's, it's taking me at least four or five hours. What the shit are you doing? Yeah, man. Because I'm trying to, I have to go through the, I watch the whole video to find the right clip and then I have to edit it and somehow condense it down to one minute, which is very hard, right? Because you talk a lot. And you go on these tangents, and I have to cut them out and try to make it seem seamless. And you have and
2: to cut out your rights, uh-huh. You uh-huh, cut yeah. Out, yeah, my rights, okay.
1: uh-huh, all that, right? And then yeah. the captions. So that's the other thing, right? The captions is where it really stands out, where if something's organic or not. And it's like, come on, like, it clearly misspells Saeed all the time. Come on, I have to I gotta spell my own name right. Arun is the key spelling A-R-O-O-N. <laughs> Arun. No, A-A-Ron. A-A-Ron. One of, the greatest, A- A-
0: one of the greatest clips. Best king and peel ever. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, we're going to pivot. Pivot. I'm unlike, go. The, unlike the Fed on Wednesday. Ooh. Maybe, maybe not. We'll get into that later.
0: American Express earnings show record spending. The U.S. consumer just looks really strong. Article from MarketWatch. I got two very interesting paragraphs to share with you. These are not in actual order, like they represent in the article. So if you read this and you're like, where the hell did you pull this from? Mm-hmm. They're separate, but I brought them together to give you a more concise view. All right. American Express said Friday that it saw an all-time high in spending through its card products during the la- latest quarter as consumers continue to pay up for travel and entertainment experiences, which coincides with what Saeed and I have been telling you on the show. We've seen travel and we've seen hospitality and entertainment those industries outside of SAGAFRA, obviously they're 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 picketing right now. AFTRA, anyway, they um they're they're seeing growth, and we've seen the inflation in airlines go twenty six percent last time, last print or something like that. Mm-hmm. We've seen the hospitality go up, so clearly people are in fact traveling and spending money on experiences. So it's no surprise there. Amex continued network volumes grew eight percent in the second quarter to four hundred and twenty seven billion dollars while revenue net of interest expense jumped to $15.05 billion from $13.40 billion, a 12% bump. Revenue fell short of the fact-set consensus, however, which was $15.41 billion. That's that analyst consensus we talked about, at least one of them anyway. And spending growth slowed from the 14% rate seen in the first quarter. So, Spending growth has slowed, but the, number, the amount of revenue and all that still has, has, has hit targets. Now, this to me, even though it jumped to $15.05 billion, analysts thought they were going to hit $15.41 billion. So it's actually a miss mm-hmm. in this instance, but it still shows the company seeing strong growth.
1: Okay. Is this assuming that people are also just paying these down and they're not, that they have the money to spend? Well- Therein lies the kind of
0: conundrum. American Express, they do have several different types of cards, but most of their cards are charge cards, not revolving credit cards. Right. So they are due and payable at the end of the month.
1: Right. I feel like, and this is just an assumption mm. from me, from an outsider looking in, the type of people that have American Express cards. See, stop right there. Right. Hold on. Nothing good follows that. Wait state. a minute. Keep going. Keep going. Wait a minute. Oh. Hold on. I feel like are the type of people That are savvy enough to know how to properly use a credit card. Okay. I respect your feelings. Mm -hmm. Okay. I really do. Yeah. But I want you to know that I feel
0: (laughs) that that is not always true. No. Some of the younger generation who, uh, let's say in the last, I don't know, hypothetically 14 years of a very prosperous economy. Yes. May have had a charge card and felt the good times rolling. Mm Mm-hmm. They're used to paying it off at the end of every single month. But, uh, uh-oh, Something I happened. just got laid off from my tech job. Nice, But I'm still going to charge it because, you know what? I'm going to find another job because the Jolts report the Fed relies on says there's two jobs for every unemployed person out there. I'm pretty close to it, yep. So I do think at some point that juxtaposition hits and people that are looking for jobs are going to have a difficult time finding them. And you will start to see additional defaults, particularly as people are so used to spending at a cadence and obviously non-household debt is that it's highest in history because there's more debt out there, credit card debt, than ever before.
1: Right. And actually, Elon weighed in on this whole topic. He came out recently and said, if interest rates continue to rise, that reduces the affordability of cars, speaking on Tesla. And for a lot of people, they're really kind of just barely breaking even every month, Musk said last week. In fact, if you look at the rise in credit card debt, they are, in fact, not breaking even every month. Like, credit card debt is freaking scary.
0: <laughs> Love me some Elon. So, what does Elon do? He says, you know what? I'm going to help the people. I'm a man mm-hmm. of the people. I'm going to give the people what they want. Even if it's not good for them. Even if it kills them. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, what he's going to do... That black magic. Oh, so excuse me? What was that? Isn't that from American Gangster? Isn't that what they called it? That black magic? That was what they called the, the cocaine? Or the crack? It was, no, it was blue something wasn't called blue magic blue
0: magic or black magic i thought it
1: was called black magic
0: i'm fighting every urge not to you to call you racist (laughs) (laughs) i thought that's what it was called no can you look up the drug name from American from american gangster
1: i'm also colorblind it's been established i'm pretty sure it's blue something right Blue magic. Blue magic. Yeah.
0: It's that blue magic Elon's giving him. Denzel Washington's one of his best performances.
1: That one? Oh, come on, man. Come on. Okay, I mean, it might be his best performance. One
0: of, not his best. Okay,
1: what's your favorite? Training
0: day? Got to be.
1: Right? I mean, training day seems so authentic. I feel like Odun's would be- King Kong ain't got nothing on me.
0: Love him, man. I can't Uh, do Denzel.
1: He's always like hitting his chest. Yeah. Uh, What's my type? Remember the Titans? Ah, Philadelphia. Never saw it. Ooh! Oh, the eternity in you never want to see it, huh? Nope.
0: Mm-mm. I I can't. I can't. What do you have to against Tom die. Hanks? Huh? What do you have against I don't Tom want to see Hanks? Him die. Was he the one that died? I don't know. Did he? Oh, he did. Oh, I didn't know. There you go. ruined the whole thing for me. Thanks are <laughs> 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 So Elon Musk he gives the people what they want. Mm-hmm. Blame the Fed. This is from Yahoo Finance. Tesla offers an 84 month financing and for those of you out there who don't do the maths that's seven years that is seven. seven year financing on a vehicle is for no better way to describe it fucking insane absolutely insane right don't do it just say no kids mm. say no to drugs and say no to 84 month auto financing
1: so the average auto loan term right now is five years seven months Okay, that's 67 67 months. Probably a little bit longer than I would like. I think five years is where I'd like to see most people. Yeah, I mean, if we're going to be realistic, five years is where most people should end up. If we were, you know, teaching people to be financially literate, if you can't aim for four, right, that would be nice. Yeah, I mean, look, I think five is totally reasonable, but
0: keep in mind, your vehicle is a a depreciating asset. Mm -hmm. And if you can ever avoid paying a dealer markup on anything, do it. I will never pay anything above MSRP. Some people out there are like, oh my God, you know what? I've got to get the new uh, Acura Integra Type R and they're charging like 10, 15, $20,000 markups in the factory. Yeah. The second you drive that car off a lot at MSRP, the, the factory, factory recommended price, it loses value immediately. It right. is now a used vehicle. It's not worth as much as when you got into it. It'd be right before you drove it off a lot. Adding, MS, adding the markup from the dealer, that's just money you're throwing away. Never do that, and if you feel the urge to buy a vehicle like that, and here's what you do. if the dealer is charging up for it, you wait and you buy it on the secondary market as a used vehicle, and you pay used car prices and you let somebody else take that loss
1: right so I think right now uh prices are starting to come down. I think the average sale of a of a car being bought right now is slightly below msrp so mm-hmm. so if you can hold off on buying now, I think you can project you know by the end of the year because you know how the what these dealerships do, right? You know, for them, end of the year's numbers really matter and beginning of the year always really matters because they want to have a good start to the year. So if you can hold off because they estimated, you know, sales to be really high by this time of the year, but with interest rates coming up, it's really hurting them. So the production of these cars have already been made. They're being bought. They're, they're coming over. But with interest rates coming up, there's gonna, they're going to see less activity. So I think inventory is going to go up. And if you can hold off, you shouldn't try and hold off. But what you shouldn't do is get yourself into anything with 84-month financing, especially on an EV. So my wife and I have a, I think it's 2018 Tesla Model X. Is that what it
0: is? 2019, 2018? I don't
1: remember, but yeah, it's a Model oh, X. I think it's 2018 yeah. Model X.
0: So anything typically over 60 months is considered long-term financing in the, audio, in the auto space. So five years or more. So 84 months is clearly long-term financing, I've seen people get 72-month financing, and even that was like, eh, kind of cringe. But, okay, you do it, whatever. But a Tesla has a lithium-ion battery. My wife's battery, as much as we take very good care of it, is already starting to see some degradation. And this is a five-year-old vehicle. I don't know what we could resell it for, but I guarantee you it's nowhere near close to what the value would probably be if you financed it for 84 months and had to pay the remainder of it off. Mm. Why, God forbid the battery went out. Right. But look, these things are not assets that going to go up in value. Cars rarely are. There's that whole segment of exotics or special cars and unique sets of circumstances. I'll give you a great example. is The Rivian that I'm, I'm buying right now, I bought it as a pre-order for a car that was going to be delivered years later. I think I put the order in two years ago, maybe three years ago now. And it'll be delivered by the end of this year. I'm getting it for like 87. I think MSRP on it's like somewhere around 100 mm-hmm. because they've raised prices and they've had some changes. So I'm getting a deal on that. You know, okay, fine. Okay. But you rarely walk into an equity situation like that on a vehicle and you should look at them as investments. And even that, I'm not looking at it as an investment. I'm looking at it as I'm getting a deal, I'm getting it below MSRP, but I'm still having to pay for it. I should finance it for no more than five years if I finance it at all.
1: Right, and I think the real conversation that needs to be had here is we've we've been through this. I know I know you and I have have been through this. Um, that there are a lot of societal pressures, right? Growing, I up, don't get this, man. Like growing I, up, growing up. I mean, wait, why does a car? I mean, hold on, watch
0: a status symbol.
1: Hold on, we you've had. You've had a BMW in your early 20s, although you could have afforded it. I've had did, many of them, yeah. Did you need it, though? Right? No, not the one that he had. Not the one that he had. What is that supposed to mean? The 7 Series decked out back-to-back, the black one and the white one.
2: Oh, you were in your, what, 25, I mean, you wouldn't you recommend
1: anybody, anybody doing that now, would you? Would you tell your brother to buy that car? No, my brother has a Tesla now. Right. I was so proud when he bought it. Right? So, it's... Um, there are societal pressures, and sometimes you might be going out to dinner, like with your friends, and you, and conversations might be had where you find out, oh, I'm driving a Honda Accord, and this person's driving, you know, a Beamer, and our car payments are the exact same. Why did I get the short end of the stick here? But well, you don't know what kind of financing they got on it. They could have this Tesla here with 84 months financing. Nobody ever thinks about that. Nobody ever thinks about that. So you got to resist the urge, right, and think, think long term. Don't overspend. You got to analyze your budget.
0: I gotta tell you, the older the older I get, and the more experience of money I have, the more I'm like, you want to impress me? Have a car that's paid off. Mm-hmm. That impresses me more.
1: Yeah. So, are you are you against leasing? Do you like
0: buying? I mean, just I I, I leased. So the only vehicle I ever leased was the the white seven series that I had. Okay. So I I, I traded the black seven series in, and I was talked into a lease, which I had never done before, on the white seven series. Right. And it was a 750 LI. It was a longer wheelbase. It had just come out. I think it was a 2012 model mm-hmm. or something like that. And um, I regretted it
1: immensely. Really? Did yeah. you have
2: it for three years? I don't even remember.
1: Uh, yeah, I think I did. Yeah, so the, the, pros, the pros to having a lease car, right? It, those are usually typically for people that want like a new, car, a new car every three to four years. If you have a
0: business and you're cash flowing well mm-hmm. and you need a write-off, you can generally make that work. Yes. If you're not driving it a whole hell of a lot, you can typically kind of justify it. And you get to have the, the warranty throughout the entire lease term. But it really means lower payment. And here's what I would tell most people. If you need a lower payment and you're looking at a lease on a BMW or a Mercedes-Benz,
1: mm-hmm.
0: buy a cheaper car. Yeah. You know what I mean? Again, for those of you who don't know me, I drive a 2015 Jeep around and I fucking love it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean my Jeep's on the verge of getting paid off too. I've been I've been applying a little bit more to every single, you know, payment towards principal so it gets paid off sooner. And it's like I can't wait cuz now I'm that that much more cash flow positive mm. when it comes around. And that was the thing that I'll never forget when it was, and I felt so bad when my wife got into an accident. Remember when I first started the show mm-hmm. and uh she was talking about it and she was dealing with all her pain and um and all the stuff that she was going through the only thing that she could not stop thinking about was my van was just about to get paid off and she was just thinking about being that much more cash flow uh, positive yeah, happens you often. know and i i and i reassured her look these things happen this is why we have insurance and so on and so on we had equity in the car cuz we actually put you know a down payment on the car early when we when we got it and um, that's actually uh one of the rules i i know you don't like to follow a lot of these rules that you know go around online or in some of these books but one of the more popular ones is the twenty-four ten rule have you heard of this one before yeah yeah uh do you subscribe to any of these or no yeah i actually don't mind that one yeah okay so i mean it's 20 it's it's saying to put 20 percent down on the car don't finance it for longer than four years we just talked about it i mean i think it's not reasonable most people will probably do five right but what this is trying – try, what it's really trying to teach you is stay within your means.
0: Yeah, and I, look, so I don't subscribe to the rule per se, mm-hmm. but I think they're good, like, generalities.
1: Yeah, if you want somewhere to start to figure out what can – what should you afford, what can you afford,
0: right? So what I typically tell people to do is – it's kind of the same concept, but I reverse engineer it. How much do you want to pay for a car? Yes. Okay. Then what's the most car you can buy with current interest rates, with that payment? Mm-hmm. And what can you, what are you willing to put down in order to get that, assuming no more than a five-year financing? Right. And if the answer is, I can't
1: afford the car that I want, guess what? You can't afford that car. Right. Simple as that. The dealership's always going to get you to focus on the monthly payment. Oh, look, we can fit this into your budget, but what they're not getting you to see is how much more you're paying for the car, how much more in interest you're paying. I know a lot of people are going to disagree with this, but... I have bought the
0: last three cars, four, no, four cars, sight unseen online. Mm. I don't believe in test driving cars. I don't believe in, I mean, if you haven't driven one before, go drive one to the dealership, but I'm not buying it that day. Mm. I'm going to go test drive it. whatever. I'm going to look around for the best pricing, the best structure. Without, I don't want to go in a dealership and be sold on anything. Right. So the Tesla was bought sight unseen, never even test drove one. We just wanted this. We knew what the payments were going to be all handled online. A wife and I could think about it however we wanted to, and we made a decision on our own, independent of anybody trying to, quote, sell us. Right. I don't need Grant Cardone coming at me saying, bro, let's 10X this, man. Right. We just do our thing. Right. Um, the the Jeep was bought online, same thing. I literally called the dealership and was like, hey, I want this Jeep for this price. Can you do it? They're like, no. I'm like, all right, cool. I'll You know, I'll, I'll find somebody who can. We mm-hmm. come back the next day, and said, we can do it. I was like, great. Right. Walked in, done. You, you were with me. Yeah, I was there. And then- the uh, even my the vintage BMW we bought the day our son was born. On
1: a buddy of mine sent me a photo like, "Hey, do you want this?" It's like, yes, sold. Yeah. Say less. Yes, say less. Yeah. So and then there are those people. There are those people around that have you know they're saving up money and maybe they don't want to even finance the vehicle and they want to just pay it outright all cash. And I would I wouldn't say Man. that's probably a good use of your funds, right? No different than investors in real estate that could buy a property all cash and just have it 100% cash flow positive, why wouldn't you get some financing on it and apply the rest of your cash elsewhere to make you more money on the back end? It depends on how much car. If you're buying like a $20,000 car, then... Yeah. That's yeah, fine. That's fine, right? If you're buying like a $40,000 40, car, then dollar that's car. probably different, yeah. Right, yeah, and I did, I ran uh, some numbers there on that. So if you were buy a car in cash, I know this sounds crazy, but there are people out there that do this, right? They save up enough money. They just don't, they don't like the idea of financing anything. Right, which it just it just freaks them out. It scares them. But you buy a car in cash for fifty k. You don't want to do that. You put twenty percent down, which is only ten thousand. You finance forty thousand of it. You're like, why would I do that if I have the forty thousand in my bank account? Well, that forty that forty thousand, if you put it, you know, in the st- in the stock market for five years at eight percent interest, that's gonna earn you fifty eight thousand. You just made eighteen thousand dollars over the course of those over the course years. of the five years, right? Cause, and that's and that's conservatively. I mean, the S and P. I think generally, on average, brings you back 10% return. This I I only calculated this off an 8% return.
0: This is where I I think most people are generally afraid of the inherent perceived risk in things like arbitrage, which is why I was so stunned that things like Airbnb arbitrage caught fire. Mm -hmm. I've seen a new round of things on social media and on the internet talking about how people are now trying to arbitrage different things. I saw, um, I think it was Amazon selling arbitrage was another one now. Mm -hmm. Everybody trying to throw on the vernacular. It's it's compelling, but that the word in and of itself makes people think it's a new and sexy thing. Mm -hmm. It's not. And most people, when you explain to them what it is, are afraid to do it. Mm -hmm. They don't want to arbitrage the risk, but wealthy people in this country do this all the time. They learn to live with debt, they learn how to use it as a tool instead of a a crutch, and they learn to weaponize it to buy things. No better example in America today than real estate acquisition. Mm -hmm. Real estate investors love to leverage property, pull out equity as values go up over time or as they increase rents, and then re-leverage that money into another property where they put that money down, get a loan, so, the, so they put 15, 20% down, 25% down, get a loan for the rest of it. And now you have leverage on one building you took out. It's still, in theory, cash flow positive. You took that money you took out and put in another property. That's, in theory, cash flow positive. And now you do it, wait another couple of years, you pull money out of both properties and you go buy two more properties and it, it just compounds over time. And if it's a bad market, you don't do it. If it's a good market, you do do it. And you have to be pragmatic and thoughtful and you go over time. But that's using leverage to weaponize the ability to buy and scale your operations. Businesses do this all the time. Right. People ask all the time, "Why do big companies have lines of credit?" Because there's better uses for their money. They can make money on that money, and generally more money making there than they are on the debt they're paying. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. It's arbitrage. Arbitrage is one of the most fundamental parts of our financial system, but we don't teach kids
1: about it. Yeah, something that we'll definitely have to do a deeper dive on on a- later episode you like deep diving i love deep diving so i didn't get a chance to find a way to weave any of this in but some of the stats that i I found and pulled up on this was so we were talking about earlier that you didn't
0: find a way to weave in threads
1: (laughs) weave in threads no we're not going to get into threads on this one on this episode so you guys are going to have to check out the next episode for that one but um this from kelly blue book so the kelly blue book is actually uh a trusted source if you ever want to go check out the value of a car so if let's say right now you can't afford to buy um you know, a brand new car, because looks like the average new car bought in the month of June was $48,000. Wow. Okay. And of that, you know, you, take a guess. How many new cars are being sold below $30,000? Oh. What percentage? Maybe 12%? Yeah, 8%. Oh, wow. okay, 8%. And that number is only, I mean, think about it. By the time our kids are, are old enough to get new cars, good luck. You're not going to be able to find a new car... For thirty thousand dollars, and this is what I keep saying, man. If if
0: car prices are going up on average, home prices are going up on average, and wage prices aren't going up anywhere near relative to these things, mm-hmm. we're going to price people out of like living, right? It's it just it's insanity to me. So all these proponents that are like, you know, hey, let's come up with this really sexy way of saying a mild recession because that's what they really mean, mm-hmm. uh, slow session, you know, soft landing, hard landing, all all these things are just ways to describe different types of recessionary economies. So look mild recession uh wild recession whatever you want pick one a recession is needed we need to restore equilibrium a little bit to i think number one the behavioral economics people need to see a little bit of the, the dark side of economic growth number two I, I think we need to reset home values a little bit and i know people that are out there like oh no we need to keep them up man it's amazing you know values are so great that's all well and good until guess what all your transactions that you're closing right now as a realtor that are so great that you don't want to lose you lose them anyway because people are priced out of the goddamn market. Yeah, man. They can't buy. Can't buy. And sooner or later this current older generation that has wealth will go away. And less and less people will be able to build the wealth that we talked about on the show because their single source of wealth is buying a home early, building equity and leveraging it to buy more more property as their families grow. Well, guess what if they can't buy a home early, then how are they going to get this equity appreciation to grow and buy properties with you, you know? Mm-hmm. So it doesn't make any sense long term, but that's just the reality that we're so
1: in. quick rundown as of today. Today's date is July twenty fourth. Big day tomorrow. FOMC meeting, baby begins. FOMC meeting begins tomorrow. The Jerome Powell will be at the post game press conference on Wednesday. Allegedly, this will all be live, but I haven't seen a single fucking thing about how to watch
0: it. Yeah, where are we going to tune in? I mean, have, nothing. Come on, can we get can we get like a UFC match?
1: Somebody to the pay per view. Pay per view. Let's yeah, go. I pay for that. Oh, one hundred percent. I pay for that. Fifty bucks to watch FOMC meeting. Yeah, mic'd up. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. So as of today, Chicago Mercantile Exchange baked in 99%. 99. 99. Like, hey. So they're saying there's a chance. (laughs) Yeah, dumb and dumber. You're telling me I have a chance. So 99% chance of a 25 basis point increase. That'll bring our Fed funds uh, terminal rate right now at 5.25 to 5.5%, making everything that much more expensive. Right? A little bit. A little bit. And the market is predicting another pause at the next FOMC meeting after that, right? Because you saw what they did. They did 25, then they paused in June, and now they're going to do a 25 in July. And then the natural progression is a pause, even though he's saying he's data dependent, bro. Sounds you ain't pre- waiting for data. It's predetermined to me.
0: He literally said last month they were going to wait a month <laughs> and then raise a rate. <laughs> of course, we're going to wait and see what the data says.
1: Right. So that's coming out on Wednesday. Uh, so we'll do that whole breakdown on the next episode, and then also on Thursday, Q2 GDP comes out.
0: Yep, yeah, which is irrelevant because the Fed doesn't look at that anyway. Yeah. So let's talk about reviews. Oh, let's do it. I've been waiting the whole show to get into it. If you've seen my lack of enthusiasm this entire show, it's because I've been I've been waiting to say, you know what, D. Neil, I respect you immensely.
1: I got it right here, Odin, because I know yeah, that. it won't
0: this, show up. I, uh, I, I, uh, I thought in no way, shape, or form was this ever going to happen that this particular individual would come back and give us a five-star review. And for that, honestly, legitimately, bottom of my heart, not Saeed's heart, but mine, thank you. That was yes. very kind of you and thoughtful.
1: Thank you for coming to my defenses with the five-star. Come to my defenses with a five-star why review. It your defense. Because it, they knew you were talking about me. Just read the update. Okay, Jesus. here we go. So this from D. Neil seventy two. We appreciate you. If you haven't heard his initial review, go back to the last two episodes ago where we where we broke it down. But the update: listened to the new drop and had to come back and change my review to an honest five star review. That's the only honest honest one you can. Believe, Honestly, you know what I mean? yeah. Just, now you can now you can sleep well at night, D. Neil. Mm-hmm. You yeah, ain't you can, lying to yourself. Yeah. FYI, I am far from the, quote, work culture, end quote. Woke culture. Yeah, oh, woke, yeah, sorry. Reading is fundamental. Yeah, Oh, re- are we doing this? Okay. <laughs> Grew up in the 80s and 90s where anything and everything goes. However, I'm glad Chris addressed the issue, Love the show, referred many of my friends to the pod. Keep up the great content. Thank you, sir. We appreciate you. I mean you're assuming or, or ma'am. You're assuming or ma'am, yeah. Don't, I, I don't or, know. Just, or or they them. I mean, D Neil, we appreciate you.
0: Everybody it's so easy to offend everybody.
1: It's so easy. I, just, you can't. I just can't speak to anybody. You can't anymore. win. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let's jump off that quick before Chris gets canceled. Again. Uh Joey Dominic forty one. Come from the come for the financial education. Stay dot dot dot. For, no, stay four. No, I, don't got, I don't got that here. It says stay for dot dot dot. It just stay. Mine just says stay. It's on the screen in front of you. That's what I'm reading off of. Oh, okay. This podcast does a great job of explaining the complex and ever-changing macroeconomic landscape. I think what he's trying to say is Chris does a great job. I mean, see, you are the villain. Tonight, yes. Yeah, okay. And that is reason enough to listen. But the real heart of this podcast is the relationship between Chris Saeed and Odun. Love you, Arun. I love you too, Odun. Love you guys. This relationship is complicated. (laughs) (laughs) It's open. (laughs) Listening to this podcast is like having a conversation with your friends. You're getting great info and all the jokes and shenanigans that you expect from good friends. Sure, they may be bullying each other, but Saeed is the villain. And sometimes he has to be called out.
0: I have been waiting a long time to address openly one of the clearest And easiest way to identify Saeed as a villain. And obviously this particular individual is very astute, has strong observational skills, and recognizes some of the turmoil and strife that both Arun and I go through. Saeed truly believes, at his core, his ethos, if you will, Mm. that he looks like Drake.
1: (laughs) do not. You do. That's a lie. You do. You've yeah, told
0: hey, people. I have not. There are memes in our group chats where people send Drake pictures, and I've seen how you smile when they send them.
1: Well, hold on. It's, it's just because I don't even know what to say. <laughs> because they, they said that I do. You even are not I, Drake. I'm not. I'll, you do I, not have air, Drake.
0: You do not have beef. <laughs> no. Don't do that. What is that hand the, gesture? Is that like a Drake? call me on my cell phone. Oh, my God. Okay. You're so happy doing that. You are not Drake. <laughs> Oh, right. <laughs> I walked by somebody the other day, and they said, oh, say, kind of looks like Drake. And I'm like, please, please, for don't, the love of God, don't, don't. don't tell him that.
1: Oh, jeez.
0: Don't, please. And, and they didn't, thank God, because otherwise your head would explode in the office and bad for everybody. So. Just to
1: wrap up, Joey Dominic, I thought we were going to be best friends. You have two first names. I got three. We could have had a relationship there, but I guess not. There's obviously no malice in it. My 13-year-old daughter finds it hilarious, and we can't wait for each episode to drop five stars. Ah, well, thank you. And I'm glad that, that your 13-year-old daughter listens to the show and that, that she's, believe it or not,
0: the range of our target demographic because we want people to have financial literacy.
1: Absolutely. And we want them to know what the real Drake looks like, yeah, which is not him. Stay tuned for more educational content coming out on YouTube, which we have a YouTube channel. <laughs> He's playing the music video. That's me. You got That's any me. audio for this, Arun? That's me. I mean, if I come into the studio with Tim's, you know why.
0: You want to sing along?
1: That's me. I don't need to sing along. That's me.
0: You should do the hand gestures while he's doing it.
1: <laughs> I know you know all of them. <laughs> I've, uh, why is he wearing a turtleneck? Why are you wearing a turtleneck? He looks neck, like I it's just? so hot with sweats. Gray sweats. And Tim's. I didn't understand. I just learned about this, by the way. What? I did not know gray sweats was like a thing. Oh, yeah. I have lots of gray sweats. <laughs> really? Yeah. Apparently, you're sending out signals when you go out with your gray sweats. Yeah. You do that intentionally? What? You said you know what I'm talking about. It means that you're well-endowed. <laughs> no, you're trying to showcase that you're well-endowed. I'm not trying to showcase anything. That's what it, that's what you're trying to do. No, 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 no. You, under, you don't understand. That, that's what the gray sweats... Okay, can you, can you take side off the... Of, I can't listen to him at the same time.
0: <laughs> Thank you. No, gray sweats is a, very attractive to some people, particularly because they can see the architecture of what's underneath at times.
1: Yes, because you're trying to showcase
0: the endowment. I don't think there's anything about trying to showcase. I, I like gray sweats. And if it happens to showcase something and I'm wearing it, then so be it. You said you knew what it implied. I know what You're people back-tracking. think that it implies. You're backtracking, Chris. Yeah, I'm not afraid of the implications of wearing something because society has a standard. Mm-hmm. Okay? I rock what I want to rock when I want to rock it. Okay, Drake?
1: Oh, that's a lot. There's uh, a lot there. You know, I'm going to leave it right here. Tell the people what they want to hear. All right. Make sure you go over to YouTube and subscribe. Leave a comment. Hit that notification bell. Do all the goody good. We love you guys. Good night, everybody. Arun, you want to try round two? That was good, bro. That was
2: good. Solid energy to end the show, surprisingly.
0: Bye!